goodness, you think you'd be used to being up here, but you're actually really not. You're really not. Um, I just want to start with just with two scriptures tonight before I turn to just, I would just pray. Father God, I just do, oh God, just simply stand tonight. Lord, and just ask for your help. Lord, above all, oh God, Paul, and ask will not be seen tonight, oh Father. Oh Father, you will hide me hide before the, behind the cross tonight, oh Father, and you will, oh God, be glorified, oh God, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Just two verses that I just want to share with you. Um, one, these both scriptures are very... It will be very precious in this life, and I will explain as I go on why in particular one verse. Because even still, when you get a victory, you can't live in that. I live in that victory, but I can't just go back to that. And I need it for today. I need the fresh anointing. I need the fresh, just the fresh is off a day by day. And just when things get so like tight, even at the ho- in the home, when things get tight, just with different circumstances, this verse is always just dropped so sweetly just as a constant reminder. And it's found in Hebrews 6 and verse 19. I'm going to read it in the Amplified, only because it just expounds it just that wee bit more. Hebrews 6 and 19. It says, This hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor of the soul, it cannot slip, it cannot break down under any, whatever pressure bears upon it. It's a safe and steadfast hope that enters within the veil of the heavenly temple, that most holy place in which the very presence of God dwells. That verse is still as precious as dear what the Lord gave me. And one of the questions I asked the Lord years and years and years ago, I it was just, Lord, do you care? Lord, do you even see me? Because I had it in my head, you know, he was away up there and I was away down here. I think, but Lord, do you care? And just so sweetly that was dropped. And I'll explain why later on as it goes. But that it cannot slip, it cannot break, no matter what pressure is put upon it. Stayed upon Jehovah, just stayed on him. That hope. Another one is just in Hebrews 10 and 22 verse Hebrews 10, sorry, verse 22 and 23. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Go right back to the beginning. I know most of you know my testimony. But I grew up um, in a Christian home, my mommy and my daddy. Um, we grew up. Happy memories of childhood with a wee house on the shore road, just in North Belfast, 15 York Crescent we lived. My arm childhood memories, I was born in 1990, and then we Emma came in 1992. Lovely childhood, there's honestly just, we're, we're blessed to be in a Christian home. So life was just church, Sunday school, and I still to this day, thank God for Sunday school teachers, I still remember Mr Stanfield, probably way home to glory now. But every week, your tin of Coke, I loved it. I, I just had to get the tin of Coke every week. I loved it. Emma wasn't so keen. I had to trail her across the traffic lights. But I loved it. I loved it. I did love Sunday school. And every, even going to bed, like I never ever remembers. And like, so I can't even say, oh, I came to the Lord at four and five. I never did. I just, and that is the danger I know that's even true in this heart with the ones that you just grow up in. Church, be so careful. I knew about this God, I knew all about him, but I didn't know him. I didn't know him. Knew about him, knew the songs, I knew what to do, but I didn't know him. But to know him, 
just as my life just unfolded and the, the situations that life does, I became to, I came to know him for myself, not through my parents, but for me. My memory in that wee house was my daddy had a big Wi-Fi and a hi-fi system in the room and every night, even the peace going to sleep at that child, John Starnes was just playing in the background. I was thank I thank God for the lighthouse I owe my life to him. For Jesus is the lighthouse. All these songs just play it every night. And see, even in the midst, my mummy was very ill when we were tiny. But we lacked nothing. Because I don't want to embarrass my daddy tonight, I really don't. But I just do, because it's, my daddy's a very quiet man. And every time, you know, you felt it a bit hard or whatever mummy was always in, was always our life was. The tower block mummy was took in was always the 11th floor in the city and we were took the christmases and when we done the christmas up there daddy just said three words god is faithful that's it and even still to this day when mira's sick or i'm getting a bit tight he just texts god is faithful and that is it god is faithful so life life went on um mummy then got very very sick that she needed to go on to um, PD dialysis at the time. Just with different circumstances, we moved about maybe every six months to a year. Like, we moved a lot. All around Belfast, East Belfast, you name it, we probably lived in it. But it didn't matter where we were. It honestly didn't matter because we were just, it was that unit. So it was like, when it was a PD dialysis, so I were in the wee apartment at the time in Parkgate Avenue. And... Lydia probably knows this now, my personality. My personality is, right, get the sleeves up, let's go. I was trained at maybe 11 or 12 to rig mummy up to the machine. I loved it. I loved it. I practiced on oranges and stress balls to do injections. I had to do it for mummy. I loved it. Because see, anywhere that needs help, I'll be there. I just, I'm happy to serve in whatever way. And she was my mummy. But I, even the Lord's hand in it all, Nothing's a mistake with the Lord. Nothing. The years down the line, so there was a leak in the bag, just even in the midst. But that woman has a heart of a lion. Like, PD didn't work. There was a leak. And she had to go on then. The hemodialysis couldn't get a fistula line in because all the lines were wick access with all the years of IVs and whatever. So it had to go in to the neck. But I don't think I've ever once seen her fret or waver. It was just, you know, God is faithful. God is faithful. God has a plan. God has a purpose. There's no mistakes with the Lord and he will. He's faithful to bring us through. So that was that was our childhood. Um, just in and out and up to the teens. I'm not going too far ahead because even in everything, teenage years, you, nonsense starts. You start high school and you really do think that you're a big girl or a big lad. It's embarrassing actually when you look back, but you do think you're... You're brilliant. Um, but I thought I was clever and I could lie. Young ones, be sure your sin will find you out. In ways I thought I was so clever I covered all my tracks. Be sure your sin will find you out. There's two encounters in my teenage life that do stand out where I cannot doubt the hand of God. One in particular, 
I don't even feel it's right to mention tonight, but that I cannot doubt. Cannot doubt. The other one, it actually has played all week. And I was like, oh, Lord, you were actually were so good when I didn't even deserve it. I had lied one night. Sunday was out. We were never, ever allowed out on a Sunday. But this one night, I don't know why I was allowed out this one night. I'd lied where I was going. I was lying who I was with. I was a Sunday, so I knew my folks were in church, so I knew there's no way Paul is getting caught tonight. No way. To see the power of praying parents, my goodness, parents keep praying for those kids. Keep praying for that loved one. I was sitting in the back seat of a car. It was in a car park. So we're sitting anyway, but just all of a sudden, I became aware of what I was doing. Before, I didn't care. Everybody else was doing it, so why couldn't I do it? It was an embarrassing thing when you're picked up on a Sunday morning, your daddy in a suit, your mates knew where you were going. It was cotton. But just all of a sudden, I was aware. And I sat in that backseat of the car, and for the first time, actually, fear had actually gripped. And my first thought was to cry out to God. I was like, oh, God, they don't know where I am. I've lied about where I am. I was in a mess. Sin will always take you further than what you ever wanted to go. You will pay a price that you never, ever intended to pay. Never. Sin, when I had entered actually into that, so that lie, it just didn't stop at that lie. It had to become like a web and I was stuck. I was in trouble. Because then the alcohol's no more fun. The drugs then... But I just, that's not the life that I had wanted. The fellas, the boys, that life. It just, I became aware and went, God, will you help me? I'm actually stuck. I'm stuck. But I got home that night anyway. And I went into the kitchen. Rindon Donald at the time, next to us up from my Aunt Diane Frank. And I went into the kitchen and I broke. I said, Mommy, I don't want this life. I lied to you. I don't want it. I seen just for the first, actually seen the ugliness and where it would have headed and I didn't want that. I didn't, I didn't want it. She says, well, love, you know what to do. So I gave my life to the Lord. I went into my bedroom on my own. See, just the shame of it all. Just to be aware of that. Only that I'd sinned before a holy God that I knew all about. That actually cut me really for the first time how much I'd hurt them. Like you just start to feel all of a sudden. So started Bally still need him. Oh my goodness, my last year of school was horrible. I hated it. I honestly did. It was so hard. You live like the big girl the whole four years, have a fifth year. You made a name for yourself. You done what you had to do. But that when I became saved, I really I, I hate it getting in. I hate it getting in. See when you stand for this Christ, you'll know who your friends are. Because all of a sudden, then everybody just starts dropping off. But the Lord knows. Because he knows my frame. And I just, I, I needed a friend. I needed that. I was 15, 16. I was very young. A few weeks at the youth club, Bally still need him. Still friends with Brownie and Jenny to this day. That's a joke we still have. We us four actually started dating on the fact sack same day, seventh of July. We all 
we started. <laughs> Fernley had asked Jenny out and Hassan, I got a text message that morning <laughs> to go. Hassan was old school. He did. He went and asked, he asked my mummy and daddy, can I take her out for a pizza? And we did. <laughs> well, now for a pizza on the Lisburn Road, Bella Pizza's no longer there. And I know people, I was young. I was, I was, I was very young. He was young too. But see when you know, you know. And the peace that God actually gives in that. I knew the life I didn't want. I didn't want to do it the world's way. I didn't want to do it that way. I had my way and all my way just seemed to brought was lies, deception, trapped, stuck. Oh no, what do you do? See, carrying all that. And then you wonder why there's so much depression, why there's so, there's so much people cannot cope. It's an act, it's a face that you put on, it's a constant pretense and running to something. But over the weeks, it was the Friday night in the youth club and we're just, we're standing up at the front and just, that's the loveliness of a fellowship. He said, what are you reading this week? And he says, oh, I'm in the book of Matthew. He says, oh, so am I. So we started chatting. <laughs> Don't know if we both were, but anyway, we started talking about the end days. And it was, the, it was the next day that he came over to our house and we're standing in the living room. And we just stared at each other and we're like, this is it. Like, this is it. So after we were starting to go in, in July, um, he proposed in December and we were married the following October. I was only 17 when I got married. 14 years this year. God has been so good Amen. to us as a family. Um, we had Saskia in 2009. Um, again, just the issues there, but thank God, God was faithful. So we left after the Lord. I says, Lord, you know my desire, my heart's desire was just always to be a mummy. I just want to give. Just, he blessed us with Saskia. And in 2011, 20th of March, he blessed us with Amira. Amira's pregnancy wasn't as straightforward. Um, I was... In and out, the thought was put it down to preeclampsia. But um, just after I'd had her, they took me in about 36 and a half weeks and they just had started to get things going just to get Amira delivered. So she was born um, just bang on 37 weeks. And then ha later on that year, and it was discovered that I had the kidney disease and um, just blood pressure and the different kidney things. But... Even mommy says, when you're told that young, like I was only 21, 22, I put that right the back of my head. So when you're in your early 20s, you think your mommy's age is really far off. And I'll worry about that whenever I'm in my 30s and 40s. So it was, it was, it was put to the back of my head. I just I was diagnosed with, it's even the, the title, it's more scary than what I think. Autosominal dominant polycystic kidney disease. I says, right, that's okay. So Hassan, he says, well, this is just nasty. Nas family traditions, everything we put, go for, there's always something. He says, I'll go and I'll get tested to see if I can give you a kidney. So he goes and gets scanned, he just has one. It's like, oh, great, right? So that's that out the window. Hassan can't give me a kidney, but it was a little laugh. It's like, oh, it's just Nas's. But Amira, a few weeks old, um, I ran away mums and tots in Ballysell and Leelam. I was actually one of the girls that said, Amira doesn't look very well. I said, like, no, she's fine, she's fine. Um, she had bad reflux, but nothing really out of the ordinary. Um, 
So the next day I was pulling her, mommy has why just maybe just phone a wee GP appointment. So we took her down to the Grove and they just put the thermometer in her ear and it was 39.5. And this is like, no, her, for her being so young, I'd maybe just take her across up to the Royal. That was a big turning point in our, our life. Our life was good. And that we had, our life was good. Hassan had the business, lovely house, lovely family. Our family was growing. But this was just like a turning point. Um, they had brought her straight in and they were actually thought it was meningitis, bacterial meningitis. So they put me out of the room because she was so tiny to do a lumbar puncture. So they put the lines in, they were going to treat her anyway for meningitis and we took up the beaver ward. And just over that week we were in for seven days that first day. Um, loads of tests went on, the kidneys, the, the, the kidney scan. The bloods, but I come back then the first time. It wasn't meningitis, thank God. It was uh, bacteria E. coli that was in her urine. So me and mommy just looked at each other in the room the next day. It says, is that kidneys? He says, well, it's in the urine. It's okay. He says, well, wait, we'll see what the, the scan says. The scan then had come back and he says, no, there's cysts on both Amira's kidneys. And we just, we just knew. I says, okay. Why it's affected me or so young, but still don't know. Because usually it doesn't hit until you're in your 20s or your 30s. I don't know. But this charge is anyway, and she was put on then antibiotics um, every night, prophylactic, I think it is, every night. Um, so that was just life, just in and out the royal, just when she took the bad infections. Um, one of the nights, that was when one of the nights I said, Lord, Lord, do you even care? We were up in the Paul ward this time. Just Hassan was just working. He had the business, so I understood. And when we took Saskia, and I just remember holding this baby and just saying, Lord, do you even care? This baby is so sick. But life went on. Um, we got her to about four. She started nursery. Saskia was in school at the time. Um, and the nursery teacher had started noticing wee different things in Amira. Amira, her nickname was Crazy Mina when she was young. She was just mental, <laughs> crazy, but she was that lovable and sick you felt sorry for her, so she didn't really get shouted at. <laughs> just wee Crazy Mina, but the noticed thing, she was falling a lot in nursery, and the wee nursery teacher was a lovely lady. I said, well, we'll maybe get her checked out, um, but that the back of my head, I was like, oh, there's enough to deal with. But one night we were bathing him. Me and Hassan lived up in Squaresview in Ballyselling at the time. And I was bathing her. I remember, no, nothing, no warning, no nothing. But when I, she stood up in the bath, she just glared through me, just a blank glare. I said, you okay? And there was nothing. And then her wee body had just went limp and she started profusely vomiting in the baths. So I waked her up, waked her downstairs. I phoned for help, I phoned... Hassan and my mummy to come over. That child rolled that sofa. We got got up to the hospital anyway. Then they had organised their MRI and an EEG. Um, the MRI showed that she has a cyst right in the, the centre of the brain. So when they brought us in, they says, even if this did turn the watch sit here even if this did turn we can't operate 
it's in far too deep. He says that's okay. The EEG then showed she had a form of epilepsy in the back of the head. It's the she's focal seizures on the left lateral part of the brain. So all these jigsaw pieces were starting to fit together. Her learning, her educate, everything just started fitting in. I was literally at. I didn't think I could take anymore. We don't do things by half. Then Sophia came. In the middle of all that, we Sophia was born. I remember dropping Hassan off to... When I say my life was good, I'm not knocking riches or knocking. I had everything that you possibly naturally think that this world can give. But see, when those things come, it's pure sinking sand. They mean nothing. So I, was dri- I just dropped Hassan off to his mummies to go to work. And I was driving down the Glen Cairn and I was floods of tears. And there coming up the Glen Cairn was Brownie McWilliams. And he flagged me down and I just gurned in my big Range Rover. <laughs> I gurned. I said, Brownie. Yes, mate, mate. But even the week before, Hassan was bumping into nearly half this church everywhere. People like, oh, that's just a coincidence. It's God's leading, just God calling, just bit by bit by bit. And we knew just both to get, see, this is what this great life is. Boys, it wasn't satisfying us. My daughter was still sick. My sickness was just looming. Just everything just felt like that pressure was just coming in and coming in. So he says, why don't you just come down? So Hassan had went on first. I had to honour my... Sunday school up in my, my last church just before I came down and the rest is history. We um, and I started inquiring about the homeschooling something I said I would never ever do. I love me time. My Mondays was dropping them kids to school going into the town. I, I love my I love that me time. I no no I would never I would never do homeschooling definitely not for me. God had a different plan. His ways are not our ways and seen for me now as I as I've walked this road 15 16 years now I understand see every promise in this book yes it is mine it is yours but there has to be an obedience first to obtain the promises of God you must obey because there is a way there is a way it's not my way it's not your way or what we think it is or we'll ever do this it's his way. Because see, actually, the lightness, when he says, come on to me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. My rest was waiting. I just didn't, I just didn't go to him because I knew there wasn't an absolute surrender in my life. And I was no, I was no more, I'm not no more saved now than what I was then. But I knew very, I didn't fully surrender. There was bits that I could do. I could do this because I'm a strong woman. I'll get my sick... My sick child, I can do this. I'll only run for so long when I know it's in my own strength. And then I'm left again at the feet of Jesus going, oh God, will you help me? I can't do this. So that that was focal seizures, the homeschooling journey it led. Um, We had Talia in 2014. And there was a big shift again in the family. 
We knew God was calling us, but just didn't know what. It was the business. It was everything. And this was a big decision that we knew we had to make and not something that you could say, oh, I heard the voice of God and then get it wrong. This was a big, big leap of faith. Our life was just, but everything we knew of life, just all of a sudden we just seemed to be going, oh my goodness, a completely different direction. Actually learning actually what it was to walk by faith, we hadn't a clue. But see, with all that, I remember just simply praying. And Hassan, he didn't know this, we will talk about it now, because just thinking back of all those crazy years, it was just one thing after another. But I remember just simply praying, Lord, will you send me a son? And that's honestly, I had four, it's not to do, I love those girls with every one of my, everything. I says, Lord, will you send like a wee help? That came in Ezra. Ezra and us came just at the right time. As Hassan stepped out and stepped away from his business on the 31st of October 2018. Ezra was just sent on time because he had his own wee son to actually pour in. Not that it just takes your distraction, but it was a big, big leap. A leap of faith. Even to everything, a job, a house, where do we go with five kids? What do we, what do we do? It's God. God has. We can plan our life and we think we know what it, we're going to do this, but it's the Lord that directs your step. Our plan was never to homeschool these children. Our plan was never even to have maybe seven children. Our plan of what we knew was just we were just going to be ticking along. The business was fine. But we knew there was more. We weren't happy with just that life of just like a mechanical, like we've done our church, we come home. We were saved, but just for us, we knew. God, there has to be more than just going to a Sunday service, coming home, doing what you have to do. There has to be more. So we knew we had to obey and walk in that moment of just that corridor, that waiting room. Well, Lord, what are you going to open up next? We were blessed. And we have actually known Jehovah Jireh for, we have known Jehovah Jireh. I say this all the time. I really don't mean it disrespectfully. We sung those songs. I know he is. I know he's all those things. But the seed that actually know him as a Jehovah Jireh, we've never known that until um, from 2018 right up to now. I know Jehovah Jireh. And I am believing and I know that he is going to heal Amir Anas. And my body, I know he's going to heal. Because just all along the line, you just see when you actually stop, I know my downfall, I know I just need to stop sometimes. Psalm 46, I claim to be my psalm. I love it. When say God is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved. But see in the last verse where it says, be still and know that I'm God. I just need to stop sometimes. Just to completely stop. And remember everything he's brought this family out, where he's led us thus far. We stepped out not even knowing a job for Hassan. We just stepped. We didn't even know where we were going to live. He provided. He provided every night. And there, the finished piece, the wee coffee shop next door. God never makes no mistakes, but do we trust him in the waiting? When he says, wait, do we trust him in that? He has proved himself faithful over and over. 
to this family, even in Amira today, what the doctors have said and are still saying about this child is actually not physically what we're seeing Amen. in Amira Nass. Her diagnosis are still as long. She's diagnosed with five things on her report. I mean, I just can't take that in. I can't believe that. Because it's not what I'm seeing. It's not. They wanted to take her out of Harmony Christian School. It was a really dark time. We had to walk. And we had to go up to the hospital over three days for her to have her assessed. And they wanted to take her out and put her into a special needs school. And I just, not cheekily, just, no. She's staying. By battle, I know I broke my heart when I came home to Hassan. I says, I can't do this. She, she, she doesn't belong there. She belongs here. So we just stood firm and just believe God. Praise the Lord. She was, she was discharged. And even what they had said, it's not what that child is. That child is reading. That child is writing. Okay, she needs, she needs additional help. But what they said, that she, would, she is not. She is so blessed downstairs in this sweet school. And I always say, thank God for his leading. I thank God that we heard that voice. Don't be so busy and caught up with life that you're not hearing what he's saying. What is the Spirit of God saying? But what is he saying to you? I knew Psalm 1 is so dear to me and Hassan. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Watch who you're listening to. Watch where you are sitting. No, because Paula couldn't sit in the places that she used to sit. Paula couldn't hang about with the people that she used to hang about. There had to be a difference. I was now light. And the more that you, you can only walk in the light that you're given. But what my Christ says, what my Saviour says, if you seek me and you search with me with your whole heart, you're going to find me. Yeah. Are you seeking him? What is he saying to you? For us, we just know, oh Lord, we were totally dependent on this Christ. We'll have it on top of our hall, on top of the stairs. But there's, they are so cliche. We all, I, ha, I have them about everywhere, all these scripture verses. See, when that's all you have. We walk by faith and not by sight. God has never failed us as a family and I know he never will. He is, even when I don't remain faithful, he is still faithful. I do, even looking back over, even with Hassan, I will honour them that honour me. I believed in that time, even right back into my last year in secondary school, I honoured the Lord. Because I stood for him. I stood for what was right. I, st I believe. And then he honoured that. And he blessed me with a husband. Who I, don't, I didn't know anybody else that got married at 17. It's very rare. But God blessed me. God's way. God's ways are perfect. With the kids. And then it has been a roller coaster. Our life has just one been big roller coaster but it's exciting because every day we'll go I wonder what today is gonna <laughs> unfold but it's exciting because I do believe there is much more but because then it leaves you then wanting more because then you just don't get I don't, I'm satisfied I'm satisfied in my walk I've never been and this is a hand on my heart money possessions materials never done it for us 
what we have now, now that we, I actually can say I have that family unit. I have the head in my home. There's nothing wrong with working. There's nothing wrong with the business. There's nothing wrong with that. But for us, we knew this God was calling us out. Because in it, how can two walk together unless they agree? A house divided against itself, it can't stand. I was saying, right, when we get together and actually that husband and that wife together, it is a blessing. It is, and I am so blessed and so thankful for that. After Ezra Nass, we had then Tabitha and Beulah, and six wee girls and one boy, so blessed. Honestly, we are so blessed as a family. There's one wee hymn, and it's just simply this. Jesus shall lead me night and day. Jesus shall lead me all the way, for he is the truest friend to me. For I remember Calvary. When I remember Calvary, and knowing that he gave his absolute all, he gave heaven's best. He completely emptied heaven for me. And when I think of all, all of that, what I've done, what I did, he did it all for me. Thank God I stand tonight redeemed, cleansed and set free only by the blood of Christ. And then all that seek ye first the kingdom of God. Then see everything else. He'll add that on to you. But you seek him first. Seek him and his ways. What is it? Even seeing our young ones, even on a Friday night, I look at them sometimes and I go, and the girls probably roll their eyes. But every week I do say it to them. I look and just go, what is stopping you? There is a cause. There is a good fight to fight. It is exciting. I only wish now that I knew now what I knew and I would have took my fifth year on. I would have took it on and said, no, but stand up for Jesus. See, to be a soldier of this cross, it's exciting because I'm not ashamed of it. Because I know it is the power of God on the salvation there's no power in the wee half footprints that you've done in the beginning. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe not do that as bad. A full repentance, a full turning from your sin, an absolute surrender. See the freedom that comes when you absolutely surrender. But just, I'm going to finish just with this verse again Hebrews 6. So, no matter what pressure, even again, even my own health. I don't know what tomorrow holds with my own health. I, I, I don't know. But I just know them three words. God is faithful. For that child, I know God is faithful. Even for Sophia and us, God is faithful. If I can trust him with, for saving me, the greatest gift of salvation... If I can trust him that, and I know that my sins are forgiven and I am bound for heaven, I know that of assurance, then I can trust him with them kids. Place them into his hand. That's a very hard thing as a mummy. I, I, it rips the heart out of you. But see, when, even when you're a child, even, it's the environment that they keep. See, when they're surrounded by people praying, and people just believing the prayer of faith, it's amazing what they pick up and rubs off on them. She comes actually out of scans. I'm a wreck. 
She comes out, Mommy, God, give help to me today. Amen. She says, Mommy, it was like a big turret roll holder, and it was. She was petrified getting that MRI scan, but seeing that child come out, she had to go in on her own. I just love you. You have actually proved this God so early on in your wee life. He'll never fail you. I just cannot get over the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, and even for to, we are excited as a family. You don't get me wrong, the pressure can still come. Like it can still come, but when they do come, it's just it's just so sweetly just reminded and dropped in. This hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor of the soul, it cannot slip, it cannot break down under whatever pressure bears upon it. A safe, a steadfast hope that enters within the veil of the heavenly temple and the most holy place in which the very presence of God dwells. See, to be in the presence of God, there's nothing, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Um... I think I, I leave pointers and then I'm always scared to... But no, it was just that I knew today, Hassan, like, do you know what you were going to say? He's like, oh, wait, I was like, oh, goodness. But I just knew when I seen the wee thing Jeff had put on, the Monday night I was in, I just Hassan, just the, faithful, the faithfulness of God. Actually just to stop and go over and over. Because even, even this week, I have been great. And then see, just out of the blue, I was bent over in two again. I has Oh, Hassan, what is this? It actually frustrates me because I like to keep going. It is an ugly disease. It is ugly. But I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which we have committed unto him against that day. He's faithful. He is faithful.